Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show, and I have my friend with me here today. She is a killer business leader. She is a person of God. She is a best-selling author. She has moved so many people to millions, which is what we're here to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Danielle. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I'm looking forward to this conversation for us, as well as for the people who will be listening in later. For sure. For sure. And I love these conversations because like we met at an event and we clicked immediately and we had this great conversation and it's always these like little slivers, right? And then it's so nice when you get to actually like connect again and then continue the conversation and share more with each other. So I'm, I'm happy to have this time with you. Uh, so you have this amazing book that just released, which we're going to talk about in just a couple minutes, but for those of the the listeners that don't already know you, that are just getting to know you for the first time, like share a little bit of your story, give a little context to what led up to writing the book, Move to Millions. Absolutely. So I always like to start by saying I'm not supposed to be here. I am a belief barrier breaker. My role in the universe is to be a disruptor and a catalyst for transformation. When my mom was pregnant with me, she wasn't aware that she was pregnant and my parents are addicts. So she was actually still getting high. She learned she was pregnant, stopped immediately, and the doctors thought that the damage may have already been done. This is 1975. So they were only just starting to realize the significance of smoking when mm-hmm. you were pregnant and those types of things. So there weren't a lot, yeah. there wasn't a lot of data, but my mom was getting high on heroin. Yeah. So the doctors are like, uh, we don't know what to tell you. It may not go well, but there's never been anything cognitively wrong with me. So, but God, right? First and foremost. Wow. Throughout my life, I've broken barrier after barrier after barrier. Most My story is like many. I started in corporate America. I climbed the ranks from entry-level 217 representative to vice president in three years. Mm -hmm. About 12 years into my corporate career, I had what I call my Keith Sweat moment. Something wasn't right. (laughs) If you know that song, you can bob along. And I walked into my boss's office and I quit. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I figured I could land on my feet. And with an MBA as a young black woman who had progressed relatively quickly in my career, if it didn't work, I would be able to get a job. And so Mm -hmm. I quit while I was figuring out what I was going to do with my life. I sold Mary Kay Cosmetics. I became a pink Cadillac sales director, number one in my state of Delaware, got the diamonds, all the things. I did that for about two years full time. And then finally God nudged me and was like, ma'am, are you done? I'm ready for you to do the work I called you to do. And so we started Incredible One Enterprises. Our first iteration, we were a hot mess. Um, This is to give those of you who are listening hope. Yes, yes. Uh, Hot mess. I spent nine months getting ready to come to market. And when I finally did, I heard crickets instead of cash registers because I created what I thought they wanted without doing any market research, without (laughs) validating that there was a problem to be solved and a solution I could offer. I know today that is not the way that we do this thing. So Mm -hmm. I ended up having to file bankruptcy and going back to work for two years to get my stuff together was the Mm -hmm. best thing that ever happened to me. I don't even like to say that it was a humbling experience. I like to say that it was an opportunity for me to really learn and hone my gift. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I came back into full-time entrepreneurship in 2011 and we haven't looked back. We crossed the million dollar mark for the very first time in 2014. I did have a, um, oh, what did I, I forget. I call that my Biggie Smalls moment, more money, more problems. I hated being a million dollar company in 2004, um, 2005. So I killed my business. I had created a monster. I hated it. I was working all of the time. I was a one trick pony. I had no life. And I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. And I know God did not give me millions for this to be my existence. So Mm -hmm. I was willing to lose it all in order to gain it all back in a way that would serve me, that would serve God. And that would allow me to be a true leader and set an example for how to grow a business with out having to hustle and grind and instead allowing grace and ease to enter into everything that it is that you do. So by uh, the end of 2019, we were back at the million dollar mark. And now we are here to stay. We're a two-time Inc. 5000 um, CEO like you. And um, we are just excited about the work that it is that we do. So in 2020, God gave me Move to Millions. I had been praying for my movement. I think I was finally ready I had done the work. I had a proven process that had helped me and 20 clients up until that point get to the million dollar mark. And it was time for me to really step out of the shadows and step into the light. And I haven't looked back since he gave me the movement. We went through a rebrand and I wrote the book. And uh, now we're here, 42 million dollar CEOs deep and just really getting started and scratching the surface of what's possible for primarily women entrepreneurs. I think of our 42, uh, 38 of them are women and Mm -hmm. women who look like me, Mm -hmm. you know, so to be Mm -hmm. a woman of color and to, when when we think about the statistics that say 0.5% of black women cross and sustain seven figure businesses. Mm -hmm. And to know that I've contributed 38 women to that statistic is really exciting for me. Yeah. Beautiful. So happy for you. Thank you. I would love to unpack um, the com the context of of grace and and God's will in our lives and in in this journey of of all of these iterations that you went through and even as you're doing your work today. You know, how do you see? um grace in your life and how can you like unpack that a little bit for the listeners to kind of think about um their life and moving through their life with with more grace and welcoming god you know in in that process yeah so thank you so much for asking this question so first and foremost you know our god is a god of grace he's a he's a god of forgiveness right he doesn't hold us accountable for the things that we've experienced in our lives. And as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we are very hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We hold ourselves to a standard that minimizes the significance of the journey and our ability to get to a different place. And what I love about God, even from Genesis 1 and 26, being created in his image and likeness, which naturally Mm -hmm. gives us the same powers When you really lean into it. Now, what I'm suggesting is that I'm not suggesting a religious relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I'm suggesting a personal, a relaxed relationship with God. One that you define and determine for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you come into real relationship with God, you get to understand who he really is. I know you like to talk about the kairos of God, right? Mm -hmm. The timing, the presence, the cadence of how he shows up in our lives. And in the Bible, God talks about sweatless victories Mm -hmm. that we should be able to accomplish everything that it is that we set our mind to because he's given us that power and we should be able to do it 
without, there's a mandate for us to be able to do it without having to hustle hard. Will there be work? Absolutely. We have to give God something to bless, right? James says faith without works is dead. I say, give God something to bless. So there is work to be done, but it's not grueling sweat at the sacrifice of something else work. Now, as a country, we have been conditioned to hard work Mm -hmm. and to hustle and to grind. It's in the fabric of our nation. Mm -hmm. And so it is very easy for us to just do what we have seen done Mm -hmm. and work really, really exhaustively hard. But Mm -hmm. what I've come to learn, Kelly, is that working hard doesn't make you millions. It makes you tired. Mm -hmm. It makes you overwhelmed and burnt out. And so you can't cash out because you're burnt out. And so for me, the element of grace grace is about understanding. And we talk about this in part two of the book, operational obedience, understanding the significance of confidence. So -hmm. for me, the definition of confidence is recognizing that you were created by God Mm -hmm. and being confident is your way of saying thank you for creating you because God didn't have time to make a nobody. Every single one of us. Mm -hmm. He said in Jeremiah that before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us and he approved us. That means he gave us a massive mission He gave us, the scripture goes on to say, he gave us a message to share with the nations. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself, in a recollection of that, understanding and seeing yourself the way that God has always seen you is grace. Yeah. Do we make I couldn't agree more. And I think that um, it's so interesting because, you know, obviously you teach strategy, I teach strategy. We both, you know, lead people and, and we're both very, you know, kind of uh, strategy-minded leaders, right? We understand the core elements of what makes a business successful. But what's so interesting to me is I find that there is an obsession with tactic. There is an obsession with strategy. There is an obsession with what to do and how to do it. And what I see so many times, and it's why I'm so fascinated going in the direction of, of the work, w- incorporating faith and, and mm-hmm. all of these inner workings of our mind is that so many times what we're seeking on the outside can only be found within, right? It, it is our relationship with God. It is our relationship with faith. And, you know, one of the things you also talk about is forgiveness. And I, I want to unpack that a little bit because when we look at the move to millions and we look at this framework that you teach in the book, and there's so many concepts that you're unpacking, both from um, an awareness and and mindset standpoint, but also you're talking about the strategy, you're talking about the framework. I find that so many times people have heard a thousand times over what to do. It's the inside stuff that the system is all clogged up. And I know something people don't love to talk about is forgiveness, but I think forgiveness of self and also forgiveness of others Mm -hmm. is a huge piece of clearing the pathways, of clearing your energy, of opening up your heart so that you can move to millions. So can you share a little bit of like your perspective on that? Maybe like a tidbit of kind of how you speak to that in in the book or in your teachings? Absolutely. So first, I just want to underscore what you said. If it were just strategy, we'd all be making millions. Mm -hmm. There's clearly something else at play, right? And so for me, the reason why forgiveness is such an important principle, let's call it a principle. (laughs) I was going to say strategy, but I'm like, oh, let's not use the word strategy. The reason forgiveness is such an important principle is because when you think about, and I'm going to go Bible for everyone. I want if if you read the Bible, if you've never re- read it, you're not religious, it's okay. Think of it like you would think and grow rich. Okay? Yeah. It's a text. And in the text, in the book of Mark, in the chapter of Mark, <laughs> to make it fully like a book, Mark 11, 
Jesus and the disciples are walking to Bethany. Jesus gets hungry. He sees the fig tree. He wants a fig. However, the tree is not producing figs. So Jesus, in his humanness, curses the tree and tells it to die. He and the disciples keep walking. On their way back the next day, the disciples cannot believe that the very same tree that Jesus out of his mouth cursed, because there are pow- there's power in the words that we speak, yeah. has actually yeah. curled up and died. And Jesus sees this as a teachable moment. And what he does, Kelly, is he gives us the formula to make any mountain move. The mountain of money, the mountain of millions, the mountain of whatever. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, you can tell any mountain to move and it will if four things occur. Number one, you have to believe it. You have to not doubt it. You need to speak to it. The whole foundation of the earth was created through the words that we speak. And lastly, you have to forgive. You have to forgive so that your father may forgive you. See, we are we are offered a moniker of grace, but there is a responsibility and obligation to live into that grace. And the way we do so is to, through forgiveness. Forgiveness mm-hmm. of ourselves first and foremost. It is typically not an external thing. Yeah. We are still holding on to the mistake that we made. Yeah. The decision that we we started a marketing strategy. Yeah. We started a campaign. Halfway through, we got downtrodden. We got yeah. frustrated. It wasn't working. So we stopped cold and we did not achieve the result. And, and at that particular moment, that strategy, we were hinging everything on it. And it didn't work. And so now we feel like we're a failure. Yep. And we are a liar. And we can't be trusted. And how could we possibly do this work when we can't even get this one thing work? Right. And we just go into this downward spiral. And from this place of spiraling, we don't even realize that we're disconnected from God, that we can't even hear him because we're sitting in the seat of unforgiveness of ourselves. Now, sometimes it is external. Sometimes let's make it, let's keep it completely about business. It's about that client Mm -hmm. who ghosted you who stopped paying for your program. And you see them on social media, taking a a trip somewhere with money, you know, they could have paid you or they've enrolled in someone else's program. Yeah. And you feel a way and you have every right to feel a way. Yeah. But what we have to recognize is that our source is God, not our clients. God uses our clients to allow money to come into our business and into our life experience. But as soon as you forget the source of your wealth, then everything has the potential to come crumbling down. And so what forgiveness does is it releases you and the individual from the obligation of being held to the humanness that they were in the moment that the thing happened. And it gives you permission and freedom to move beyond the obligation of whatever that caused. And what it really does is it allows for, you know, our bodies are amazing we have seven chakras running down the center of our being. And those seven chakras combined keep us in alignment and flow. Well, let's talk about what else happens in alignment and flow. Money. Yes. <laughs> in order for money to flow, there's yeah. got to be an alignment. Well, unforgiveness will block your flow and it will prevent you from experiencing everything that you deserve financially and spiritually. Will you see some success? Maybe. But will it be the the pinnacle, the mountaintop of what was promised to you? Absolutely not. Until you're willing to release yourself and others from the obligation. And so for me, we do 
an exercise with our clients at the onset of our work where we look at where they are. Like part of it is my prophetic anointing. So I'm able to actually just look at a person and see where the, where, where they're out of flow and to help them to get back into flow. And I will tell you, Kelly, 85, 90% of the time, it's unforgiveness. That is the reason why they haven't accomplished what they want to accomplish yet. Yeah. I, I see that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's why I, I asked the question very intentionally. And I, I felt that that needed to be shared here. Yeah. And I just want to give everyone that's listening to the show today, like, give yourself permission to take a moment and just release and let go and forgive yourself. Because I feel what I see in the marketplace every day is really good people, really hardworking people, people that have really good intention, people that have a great heart, people that have a a heart to serve, that want to make a difference, that want to touch and bless more people with their work. But I think there is such self-loathing, shame, guilt, um, you know, the, the beating yourself up for decisions that you made that didn't work out, investments that didn't bring the return you thought, team members who didn't, you know, didn't work out, the client, you know, whatever, right? There's, we, we deal with hundreds of things every single day. So yeah. I, I hope that everyone who listens to this episode will give themselves permission to release and let go of and forgive yourself for anything that you've been blaming yourself for and beating yeah. yourself up for. And you made the best decision at the time with the information that you had, right? Mm-hmm. And when you know better, you do better. And so Absolutely. you grow and you learn and you keep stacking wisdom to apply that to the future. But thank you Absolutely. for sharing that. I think it's Absolutely. a really important um, foundation uh, when we when we look at the strategy moving to millions and, and the book, right? It's like, yes, strategy, but inner working and inner foundation to support strategy. Right. right. I mean, the uh, real strategy yeah. is surrender and forgiveness. Yeah. For because sure. the strategy, the the tactical strategies that you have around your messaging, around your marketing, around your sales, they will work. They all work. Yeah. Every yeah. single business model works. Exactly. Why it's a business That's what model. I say all the time. Exactly. It's so true. So um you just mentioned surrender and I've been speaking about this a lot and and you know I love the bible verse that you shared about God's plan for each of our lives and that he knew us you know before we were in the womb there there was a message that we were each given to share and I so deeply deeply believe that and I think everyone here needs to know that like you were chosen you're here for a reason but I would love for you to unpack a little bit around surrender because I think that I always say to my clients, are you trying to do the right thing or or are you just doing the right thing? And what I mean by that is sometimes we're tactically moving the chess pieces and, and the checkers to do the thing that is going to most easily facilitate the outcome that we want. but it's not necessarily what's for us yes right what's for us right and it's not good versus bad it's not right versus wrong it's doing the right thing versus just doing the right thing right Right. so so can you unpack a little bit of your thought process around surrender and how that ties into what you talk about in the book absolutely for me surrender just by definition is releasing the need One of my favorite movies, I like to refer to it, I talk about it in the book, is Facing the Giants. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that, again, I'll go back to the foundations of our country. We are bred to to effort. That's who Mm -hmm. we are. We are bred to effort. When you leave the United States and you go other places and you see how they treat work, 
it's either going to be all inspiring or it's going to be overwhelming (laughs) because it's so contrary to what you likely believe efforting and working is about. Yes. And the beauty of surrender is knowing what you need to do and even doing it, but releasing the outcome. Because when you're attached to anything super strongly, like for instance, I don't know if people are going to be able to see this, but if you can see this and you can see my fists are balled up, if you can't just go, just listen to my words. So ball your hand in a fist and then take your other hand, take your, your um, pointer finger and try to get your finger in between the bald fists. Nothing is getting in here. It's not, it's not getting in there because I am attached. I am held and bound so tight to an expectation of what must happen. But there is not freedom for God to show up and show out for him to do, as he says in Ephesians 3 and 20, exceeding and abundant above all you could ever ask of, think, or imagine according to the power at work within you when you have to be in control. So Mm -hmm. surrender is releasing control, opening yourself up to all of the abundance that God wants to send you at any particular point in time. And so when I say, the strategy really is surrender. Now, I want you to I want you to create your plan because we're business people. I mm-hmm. want you to create a plan. I want yeah. you to go over the plan with your team. I want you to assign tasks and determine KPIs for your yeah. teams. And then I want you to release the obligation of what the result will be and trust that if everybody does their part for this, whatever meets you on the other side will be for your best and highest good. Yeah. That's surrender. And surrender specifically in the realm of business. I like to live Mm -hmm. from a surrender state. I'm not attached to any outcome because when I when I'm attached, I then can fall back into unforgiveness of myself. I can make it as if I alone am solely responsible, but we're never solely responsible. There are a lot of variables at play. Yes, the algorithm. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, the people that are. In your launch and where they are, their state of mind, you could have the best webinar ever. Mm -hmm. You could have the webinar that every time you've done it historically, it has converted 100%. And if the conditions are not exactly the same when you are presenting it this time, it could convert 0%. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Yes. Yes. And that's what surrender allows you. Um, And so in the movie Facing the Giants, they say, We're going to do our best and leave the results up to God. Mm -hmm. So as business people, we do our best. We operate in integrity. We be leaders by example. We offer the service that we said we were going to offer and we go above and beyond that. We treat our clients as human beings and not as Stripe notifications. That's the best that we can do. And we leave the results up to God because we know that if all conditions are met, our minds will be blown. And we will experiencing something far greater than we could have even imagined because our vantage point is always skewed every single time. So good. So good. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Well, listen, this is the thing. I want everybody listening to go grab their copy of the book. So give us like a 30 second high level on like, obviously, I mean, people hearing this today, you're just pouring into them. You're, you're giving the fuel to their fire to go and move to millions and to elevate their vision and, and to combine and marry the strategy with the inner working to get to their goal. But let's just give them 30 seconds on, um, why they need to go get their copy of move to millions right now. And then let's share with them the best place to go ahead and do that. Absolutely. So if you have the desire to make the move to millions, 
that desire is not yours. Desire means of the father in Latin. So it was placed mm-hmm. in you by God. So if you have the desire to figure out how to make the move to millions in a way that serves and supports all that you are financially and spiritually, and you're looking for a comprehensive roadmap, a blueprint, a tool that will guide you literally step by step, the book itself, which is 310 pages and the companion workbook, which is yours free, which is another 100 pages to walk you step by step through how to do it. If you've been praying for this, it is now available to you with everything that you need. I left nothing else. I put everything God gave me and told me to put in the book so that you would have a complete resource and tool. The easiest place for you to go is to go to move to millionsbook.com. Move to millionsbook.com. From that page, you'll see all of the links of all the places you can buy it. The reason I want you to go to that page is so that you can get the resource guide because it will tell you how to give us your information so that we can give you this companion tool that we've created to help you make the move to millions with this powerful book. Amazing. You guys, we're going to put all of that information in the show notes for you. And um, Danielle, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your blessings, your mission, your inspiration with the world. There's so much depth to what you're doing and you're touching people in such a powerful way. And thank you for stepping up, right? And stepping up to lead in the way that you are and opening up the conversation, especially in the world of business, beyond business and really bringing God into the marketplace, into the conversation, into the everyday. We need leaders like you that are doing just that. So honored to have you here. Glad to call you you my friend. And you guys go get your copy of the book. Danielle, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.